Welcome to You, Me and the Counselling World, the podcast dedicated to student counsellors and the road to getting qualified and beyond. Today, I wanted to touch on the subject of national grief following the sad loss of our Queen. Hi, everybody. What a strange time it is, but I thought I would hop on today to have a little bit of a conversation with you all about the sad loss of the Queen and what this will mean for us as a nation, what it will mean for us as counsellors and what it will mean for our clients. It felt really sad and very, very emotional to watch everything that's been unfolding in the last few days. And whether you are a royalist or not, I guess the Queen has touched so many people in who she is, sorry, who she was. I still find that really difficult talking about her in a past tense. But everything that she's represented for us all, and that will be different for all of us. She will represent something for each of us in a different way. But I don't know about you, but I always had the feeling that we'd always have her. And I know that rationally, rationally I knew that we wouldn't, I suppose. But there was something a bit like a sort of Santa Claus figure in her in a way that felt like she would be there forever for us all. And I always found her to be extremely comforting, especially things like Christmas, you know, watching the Queen's speech. And that's something that that I would do because my grandma would always watch the Queen's speech and we as a family would just carry that on, really. And so I'm always really keen to watch the Queen's speech on Christmas Day and just follow bits and bobs of what she did. But I'm, I'm not a massive royalist by any stretch, but I've always had a lot of admiration for the Queen and really appreciated her being there. And I think during the pandemic, she became a really kind of comforting figure for me. And she's been a constant for pretty much all of us, hasn't she? Um, she's been the one constant that's that's been there. So there's going to be a lot of grief and loss that comes up through her, her not being here anymore and through her death. And I suppose I wanted to touch base with you all because it is a really strange time for us all, but it's also difficult when we're supporting other people and so I wanted to sort of touch base with you about what it's like what it might mean for us as therapists and what it might mean for our clients and perhaps think about what maybe what to expect and (laughs) recognize that it probably will come into your sessions with clients one way or another and I think it's really good to recognize how and when and if that will start to show up in client sessions. It probably already has, um, because I'm putting this up now today, what, the 14th of September. So it's already been a few days since since she passed. But I wanted to just make a real quick episode for you to just touch on it all and kind of go from there, I guess. So the first thing that I thought would be really useful is around how this may affect us as therapists 
it's really hard, isn't it? Because some of us will be really, really upset by the news. Some of us will be, well, it's sad, but I'm going to just get on with my life. And other people will be really quite indifferent because, you know, if you don't know a person, people don't necessarily know the Queen. She's not directly in their family. Then not everybody will feel the same. And I think it's really interesting to think about how different people respond. And if you yourself are feeling really sad and emotional, a little bit like I am at the moment about the loss of the Queen, what's it like to think about clients coming in that didn't feel the same as you about her? That perhaps were maybe somebody that comes in and talks badly about the Queen and the royal family? Even during these sad times, that can happen, can't it? And I wonder how that will be for you if you're feeling sad and emotional and upset about what's happened. What will it be like for you if a client comes in and begins to slate the Queen and the royal family? And I'm trying to say that in in as most respect as I possibly can. But it's so hard, isn't it? Because not everybody shares the same views and there will be people out there that don't feel the same. And I'm sitting here now wondering how I would feel if a client came in today and started talking about the Queen in that way and what that would be like for me. And I think it would be really hard. I think I would have to recognise that this is something about the client, this is part of their process. And so often it's something bigger something bigger beneath the surface of maybe feelings of abandonment. Maybe they're angry that she's died. Maybe it's bringing up feelings of their own grief and loss that they've had in the past. So maybe it's just a mask for what's going on deeper, deeper beneath the surface. And so it's really interesting and important to think about that with clients. You know, what is it that's going on for you? You you seem to be angry or I'm noticing anger. Is that, you know, is that what you're experiencing right now? Have I got that wrong or is that right? What is the feeling? And begin to just work through some of what's going on on that deeper level because often there's something more to it. And so I think it's really interesting to, to work through that and to recognise that the client is a person in their own right They have their own views, they have their own feelings. And if they are speaking badly of the Queen or the royal family or anybody else, sometimes it can be a mask for something else. So asking them what that's about, asking them why they're feeling that way, asking them if they've always felt that way, starting to look at that bigger picture together might be really helpful. And in your own process, it's about recognising that that client is feeling different to how you're feeling. And that's okay, because I would be able to just park my stuff, I think, my feeling around it until after the session. And then I think I would try to be really kind to myself following the session, really recognising that this might be upsetting for me and I need to find a way to bracket it off whilst I'm working to stay with unconditional positive regard and empathy and all of the things that we need as therapists and then see what comes of it. So for me, there would be lots of self-reflection afterwards, thinking about what that was like and trying not to lose all empathy for the client, 
trying to recognise that there's probably more to it than what they're saying out loud. So I hope it's helpful to look at it like that. It feels really difficult, doesn't it? It's, it is really, really hard. Another thing that I've noticed in myself since the loss of the Queen is that it's brought up lots of my own grief, I suppose, particularly around grandparents and people that I've lost that have really meant something. We see everything in terms of the family and their grief. We see the coffin. We see the ceremonies. And we watch as that unfolds. And that brings up a huge amount for us all, I think, of past losses that we've experienced and maybe haven't fully processed yet. And I think that grief is one of those things that kind of lasts forever in a weird way. And I I saw something once that I thought was really useful, and it is that grief stays the same size, but life around the grief gets bigger. And I thought that that was a really nice sort of analogy. It's almost like if you imagine um, a, a stone inside of a nectarine or something, or a peach, the peach can grow bigger and bigger and bigger, but the stone would stay the same size in the centre of it, and the stone is the grief. So I find that analogy really, really useful. I'm hoping that that makes sense to you. It's difficult to explain it without being able to show you, but yeah, it makes sense to me that life gets bigger around the grief, but it's always there, isn't it? There's always that sadness, and it bubbles away underneath the surface. Often we think about the people that we've lost, and watching all of this unfold, you know, pretty much on 24 hours a day on the TV right now, isn't it? I think it's very, very emotionally challenging for us all to to watch that and to be part of it in in a strange way. And listening to people talking about queuing for sort of 35 hours to go and pay their respects to the Queen and recognising what an important person she was to so many and seeing that, you know, seeing that people are prepared to stand for 35 hours to go and walk past and pay their respects for a few seconds is just, wow, isn't it? I think that shows the extent of how much she has meant for so many people. So what does it mean for us generally in counselling? Lots of things will change for us all. We now have a king instead of a queen. And I find that really difficult at the moment to to voice that because it just feels so alien to say it in that way. You know, even talking about things like the notes changing and stamps changing, and all of those things, the things that have been constants for us in our lives, are going to change. I think that brings up a lot of uncertainty for people, for for us as therapists, but for clients, for everybody. There's a lot of uncertainty about what this is going to look like, what life is going to be like now. I think it's okay to accept that. And I always talk to people about uncertainty. There's a book that I find to be really, really helpful. And I know that lots of clients find it really helpful. And it's a book called Embracing Uncertainty by Susan Jeffers. She's the lady that that wrote Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. And it's a book that talks about uncertainty and how we can celebrate it and how we can embrace uncertainty and enjoy it and find ways to flourish during those uncertain times. 
And so that's a book that I've read and I might read it again, actually, because it feels so it feels like the right time to read it, I think. But also for the clients that I've spoken to and recommended it to, they found it to be extremely useful. So that's one tool that I think is helpful for us as, as therapists to, to, you know, look at books, look at podcasts, look at YouTube, find those things that help us to resource ourselves during this time. Because I don't think it's going to be something that clients are talking about now. They will be, but not only now. They will also be talking about it for a long time because she's been our constant. She's been the one thing that has been sturdy and solid within our lives. And now that's gone. And regardless of whether you are a royalist or not, that will be impactful for people. And so I think there will be lots of change within the country. Obviously, the political stuff is another another story altogether, isn't it? But we've got that happening as well. So there's a lot. There is a lot, a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot that we're all carrying. There's lots of heaviness in the air. Lots of sadness, I think. And it's what we do with that. As for us as counsellors, I think it's looking at that bigger picture and looking not just at the national bigger picture, but looking at the bigger picture for the client. What is this for you? What does this feel like for you? All of those sorts of questions keep going back to the feeling. You know, how does it feel? And recognising that a lot of what they say, they might be talking about something on a more national level, but so much of what they're talking about will be hitting home on a personal level and it will be meaning something to them personally. And I think it's about recognising that, understanding that if they're bringing it into the session, it means something to them, regardless of how they're explaining it. So I hope that this episode has been helpful to to some of you or all of you. (laughs) Thank you for all of your support. I've got a couple of really great episodes planned, so they'll be coming back really, really soon. Take really good care of yourselves during this time, everyone. And I'm thinking of you all. And if you want to get in touch at any point, please do. I love receiving your messages. It's just the best thing. So until next time, please stay safe. And if you've enjoyed this podcast and found it useful, please consider leaving me a five-star review. It really, really helps. And I will hopefully get to speak to you all soon. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.